Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Uh, hey, Mimi. Oh, hey, Gigi. When you're driving around, just seeing the town, sitting bored at home, feeling all alone. Fill up the glass, pick out a glass. We got the tea, we got the sauce. Get queerified. Okay. Yeah. Let's get queerified. Hey guys, this is Gigi. And this is Mimi. And you are listening to another episode of Queerified. On Queerified, you'll hear from special guests in the LGBTQIA community. And of course, some fierce allies too. This week we have celebrity stylist and my personal friend, Johnny Wujic. I'm excited for you to hear about some of Johnny's experiences styling some of the biggest celebrities and a little bit about what it's like to grow up queer in the Midwest. Maybe you're from the Midwest as well. Before we get into it, please don't forget to call into the Queerified hotline at 1-844-QUERIES. That's Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. Call and ask us anything, of course. We love answering your questions, so please call and maybe you will be on the next episode and just maybe we'll call you back. Also, please leave us five stars and only five stars and a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Now back to the podcast. You can find him on the newest season of Legendary, which just announced they're doing season three, which is so exciting. Please welcome to Queerified, the gorgeous, the handsome, the amazingly talented Johnny Wujic. We are here with Johnny Wujic. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me, Gigi Gorgeous Getty. Oh my God, you're in the room. We're doing a podcast. This is so, you just biked over. I did. I live 20 houses away. I counted. I'm your neighbor, baby. It's not every day you have a neighbor on the podcast, so thank you. You're welcome. It was a beautiful stroll, and I got to use my electric assist bike, so... Oh, Didn't work. Too much work. So yeah, win for everyone. You know, we are day. we are blessed with Johnny's presence right now. Thank it's, you for being here. It's funny you should say presence because I actually did bring you a couple presents today. Oh my god, what did you bring? Show us. Should we just dive right in? Yes. Okay, so I knew you did this a while back, and I know you're a New York girl, so I hit up my people at Mattel and I reached out and I had them send me the Gigi Gorgeous Lady Liberty Barbie. <laughs> I mean, I like dying. That, <laughs> we made Wait, that. describe like, it. Oh my gosh, describe it, Gigi. Oh my god. Okay, so she's wearing like a mint green gown, very a la Lady Liberty. Yep. She has like a crown on, and she's very pageant like. I am dying. Thank you. Work. Gigi gorgeous Barbie. Barbie. I literally love it. Oh it my just god. Really, just screams Gigi. Yes. Oh my God, Mattel! Should we do a real Gigi Gorgeous Barbie? Yeah, or? <laughs> Mattel, I'll be emailing you. Oh my God, thanks, Johnny! Wow. Oh my God, now I feel very underprepared. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, you are my gift. Uh, well, congrats <laughs> on the third season of Legendary. Thank you so much. What can people expect from this season? You know, it's been such a roller coaster ride of Legendary. You know, like it's every season is bigger and better and brighter and more sequins and more reveals and more gags. So just expect more gag worthy moments and more show stopping performances and. An Emmy for daddy over here. Hello. You need. So when I first saw Legendary, I was so intrigued because of the ballroom culture. You know, I have seen like Paris is Burning and like a bunch of things like that. Pose, of course. Yes. Like a bunch of ballroom things. But I was so happy that it was kind of being brought back to life. Like what was your connection with ballroom because that's basically what legendary on hbl max is all about yeah the cool thing is yeah we've got pose we got paris is burning 
from back in the day. This is kind of like the real deal ballroom brought to you in real life. Like, you know, actual houses from across the globe that actually perform around the countries and the, in the, in the world right now, all coming together. And HBO is amazing for showcasing these amazing talents, amazing personalities. You know, it's just been so cool to be able to show the mainstream this world, this underground world, because you I mean these balls happen, you know, they start at like one or two in the morning and go till five in the morning. Mm -hmm. So my it's upbringing so cool. of ballroom. Yeah, I grew up in Detroit, Michigan, and they'd had balls and we'd have like raves. And so like, you know, the bizarreness of uh, the ballroom scene, like very ravey and bizarre and crazy. And I've been to a couple balls, but legendary is like I'm immersed. I'm like the member of like 20 million houses now. I have nieces <laughs> and nephews all over the planet. Um, I'm learned to death drop and who's duck your walk. favorite house? Oh my god, I cannot say that. <laughs> it's I like love, picking a favorite I child. Love all my houses, honestly, like I've connected like these kids, the, the talent, the stories, the you know, it's just all so amazing, and I'm just like so honored to be part of it. Right. So you are the stylist, costume consultant, designer, costume designer on the show. Yes, and. I will Big say difference. that even before we met, like I remember we would we would go out to Bootsy Bellows and like hang fun back in the day, but it was never like I'd never really wanted to like tell you that I've always been a huge fan of your work. <laughs> like really? you being a stylist, yes. like you've done some of the most iconic stuff. So what about this to you was like this is going to be a hit, this is going to be a chance. Like what was your like initial feeling about Legendary? You know, I the way I came about Legendary was I got hit up over Instagram. Work. I got a, D, I got a okay. DM. Sean, shout out. I love you. Hit me up. I was on set actually with Patrick Starr, who we love, shooting um, Face Forward. Mm -hmm. And I checked my DMs on a break, and it was a message from him saying, hey, I, I don't know this guy. And I get DMs all the time. I have this idea, this show I'm pitching. It's really fun. It's about the ballroom scene. And I feel like you would be a great person to bring on as a costume designer. Wow. And immediately it's like ballroom. And I think of the outrageous costumes. And that is me. And I just message him back right away. And literally on the same break between takes, I'm on the phone with him. And he's giving me the spiel. And I was like, I'm in. Like, we... Uh, there's not even a question. Like it, it screams Johnny. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's so insane. Fast. Slid in the yeah. DMs. Yeah, he really just slid into my DM, honey. Well, that's kind of where you are now. What? Back in the DMs. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you are now. Back in the DMs. Back in those DMs. <laughs> I wanted to ask, how did you get your start in styling? So I grew up in Michigan, and I always just was obsessed and fascinated with fashion and costume and theater. But there wasn't much of that there. I got a job in San Francisco, which moved me to California. Okay. It was a dot com. And it was my like only taste of like, I had a swipe pass. I worked at the Google offices. I had a cubicle. Oh, my God. Those offices. Was, yeah. So, wait, you were working in um, IT? Like tech. So, I was writing. Oh, my God. An same. Uh, and really? also, you play tennis. Same and you Literally. love musical theater. Oh, Mark, the Mark, you're a person. podcaster. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. Keep going. No, I was writing. I was hired to write an article. It was like a young girl's like Teen Vogue, like YM, Cosmo Girl vibe. It was called Kibu, which means like young girl in Japanese. And I was writing the Dear John column. So girls would write in and be like, I like this boy. And like, I want to like whatever and whatever. And I'd give advice. And I would like, I was like a Dear John advice columnist. Two times a week, my columns were live. The website launched 22 years ago. This is how long I've lived in California. And within six months, closed. So yeah. uh, everybody was like planning their retirement. This is like, this is our, we're going to strike it rich. And it closed and I was 21. And a girl that I worked with was like, come to L.A. I'm going to a birthday party. Uh, you should come. And I was at the Breville Hotel. And she, um, I, you know, we opened the door and Mark McGrath answered the door. Okay. An OG. Sugar, an OG. Ray, Sugar Ray. And I'm like, oh, my God. Sugar Ray. And <laughs> still this like Michigan, Midwest Michigan boy. And that just led me into like modeling and commercial acting, which showed me, oh, there's a stylist asking me to bring clothes. And I love fashion. And then. A friend that I met's cousin was a movie director and I quit everything and we interned on this movie. And then the costume designer of that movie hired us as her assistants and then it just kind of snowballed into styling commercials and styling this and that. And then 
going out to events and like meeting Katy Perry at a party. Right. That was that was what I was thinking. What was like your big break that you were like, this is what I want to do. This is successful because everyone has that moment, you know, where it's like this could be I could monetize this. I could make this my career. I was seven years old in a dance recital. <laughs> Performing oh on stage thinking, I'm a star. <laughs> no, I just, oh, my God. I have the same literally, memory. <laughs> like, literally, just like growing up, I just knew there was like I needed that glitz and glam and sparkle and show and like the theaterness of life. And so, yeah, I mean, like I moved out here and I was hustling. I was doing I never knew where my path would go. I never even thought I'd move out of Michigan. But I did, and I ended up here, and I just kept, like, riding the wave and, and then creating waves. And then, yeah, Katie was along the wave, like, literally at a party, bumping up to me at the party and being like, whose team are you on, mine or his? And I was like, his, honey. And she, like, fully outed me at the party, like, screaming, I told you he was gay. And oh, I was, I was like, like, were you guys watching sports? What team? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the gay team. Oh, my God. I love that. Yeah, and I was like, who is this crazy girl? She's like, should I come for you or yeah. should we be are friends? coming for him? Yeah. <laughs> um, was she a star back then or was it like early Katie's on? Katie's always been a star. Like, honestly, like I knew right away she was like her magnetic energy. Mm -hmm. Like she just she just bumped, literally bumped into me, spilled my drink, was like, blah. And I was like, I love like I was obsessed immediately. And then, like, two days later, she's like, I'm crashing Clive Davis's, like, Grammy's party. Amazing. I need an outfit. <laughs> and that was it. You know, like, I was, again, I was starting my career as she, like, she had been in the world. She was a Christian singer. She had been at it. You know, she, she was dropped from a label. She was going after it. And I was just starting in the um, styling world. And so she took a chance on me. She fought for me to, like, do her album shoot with Terry Richardson in New York. They were like, who is this guy? Oh, my God. I know those photos. Yeah, like iconic photos that really never. What were what which photos were The they? cool part about this, and this is rarely ever happens because you're, like, dressing like celebrities and everybody's schedule is so crazy. But her and I went to, like, Universal Studios together and pulled all these, like, vintage costumes, like, She's wearing like a band girl baton twirling costume in one. Like we, it was just like such a cool experience. We were both so excited to be working with Terry Richardson. We went to New York and shot all these photos, and then like literally her label dropped her, and like the photos never <gasps> surfaced. She's like, my label dropped me. Stick around, I'll be back. And then like it was probably about a year later, she kissed a girl and changed the world. Oh my god. Terry Richardson is so iconic. Yeah. I feel like those just like anything he touches is like, oh, that's a Terry photo. 100%. Obviously. Very raw, very like amazing and glamorous. Right before we were looking at an iconic Katie look. Remember the Betty Page hair with the black bang, the oh, black course. black wig, the blonde corset, just super like booby and feminine and gorgeous. Betty Page pinup Right, like you, One of my you were Katie eras. me too. I feel like it might have been my favorite. The very Honey, like it's everybody's same. favorite. Yeah, Let's be real. very teenage dream, <laughs> very right? Teenage dream, very just one of the boys. Do you know what my favorite Katie look is, or like moment is? Um, Better be mine. I, <laughs> I'm sure it <laughs> well, is. Do you tell me? The one with the music video with Timbaland. Oh, yeah. The, wow. Um, yes, of course. If we ever meet again, oh my God, I think. Yeah. Did you do that I one? I did. Absolutely. I don't oh know my that God, one. The sunglasses. You know it because you like recreated these looks in real life. DJ. It was the white sunglasses. Yeah, the table with the gloves. I think it was a blazer. Oh, yep. my God. Yes. Literally. You know we it. Did. Yes, you did. Oh, my God. You really? did. Oh, my God. Yeah. When we were in high school, you we literally right. would recreate. <laughs> Didn't even know it. I love that. Oh my God, full <laughs> circle. Whoa. But that's just, that's full like circle. one of your things. Like you've worked with literally everyone, I feel like Mariah Carey is another one of my favorites. Icon. What was like one of your favorite memories? Like starting out, I'm sure that it was a Katie memory. And what was one of your worst, like nightmare experiences, okay. on set styling? I, have, I need to know. I have. And don't lie. I have. And one that you can maybe name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I could definitely give you the tea. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, every moment with Katie was so iconic. Our first Grammys was just so huge for us. Like her coming Damn. out of the banana, California girl, uh, kiss the girl, like that moment, and 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 just being at the Grammys and us walking a stage and being like, holy shit, we're you're doing the Grammys. Here. I'm at the like, that's insane. Like that, just energy and excitement. I just got like, chills. It's like the Olympics. Literally, literally, it was like the Olympics. I mean, it was like the same feeling at the Super Bowl, walking a stage. We're like, holy shit. Like we've had so many of those. Oh my god, moments. Mm -hmm. um, Do you still feel like you're a kid when you're with her? Like it still feels like the beginning. Like not imposter syndrome because 
I know I feel that. I'm like, I'm fucking here right now. It's like, does anyone know I'm faking this? Like, you right. know, no <laughs> one, but you get to know no one knows what they're fucking doing. Honestly, like, do you absolutely. still feel like that? Everybody's acting. Right. Everybody's putting on a show. It's like, you know, it's it's interesting too. working so closely to these people who are considered these like stars like back home. They're like, oh, my God, John, you're around so many stars. Like if I could tell yeah, you what I, they're actually like or what they actually said. They're just real people. Right. You know, but to them, yes. it's like they're these like Oracle icon, which yeah, Mariah Carey, you know, like these people are legends and icons in their right. But then you're like naked with them in a room putting on, you know, a dress and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, they're freaking Shit out. Shit gets real well, they're really having their quick. Moments, they're having their things, they're on their phone <laughs> talking, putting their kids to bed. Like all these things are just like real moments. And it's just like, but still I'm thinking to myself as this little boy from Michigan, oh my God, I'm zipping up the dress that Mariah Carey is about to wear and walk onto stage to perform heartbreak, like whatever, you right. know? I still gag. Yeah. You know, I still gag. Like, I don't think that'll ever go away because it's just like moments that are just like, you. Dream- I dreamed about this when I was a kid. Right. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So, worst experience. Worst experience. <laughs> or like just a nightmare one to let people in. Because I know you've told me a ton. I don't yeah. know which one you're about to share, but I gag every time. I'll go in. And I love her. And she's like literally like really uh, come to the forefront right now of the movement of the world. Nicki Minaj. Word. So, okay. I love her too. So I, I die for her. She and I just always got along. We always hit it off. She always loved just my honesty and like and how I was with her. We just kiki it all the time. She was doing um, make me come alive. Come on and turn me on. Turn me on. Turn me on. David Guetta, <laughs> turn me on. So she's performing. Um, she's performing that song with David Guetta. They're opening the AMAs. Also, Katie is halfway through doing Thinking of You or something. Oh, one of my favorite songs. You know, and she's like an inter- intergalactic kind of uh, Blade Runner, the pink with the shoulders and the, the hair. Kanye era. The one uh, alien, what was that one e. called? E.T. E. That was before that. Was it? Girl, do some research. I, I know, right? Oh my God, it was. Like, <laughs> I, I thought it was a Katie fan. With the Katie tracks up there. It was the military one. Right. That's part of me. I can't with us, Mark. <laughs> I really thought we were Katie. I know all the we songs. Are, we I'm are not going to win a Pulitzer Prize for this. Honestly. Anyways, so Katie and her are both performing during the, the AMAs. Big, big, big show. Nikki's opening it. Her whole bit is we're going to do this whole robotic kind of cat suit, metallic kind of ode to Terry Mugler. She's got like knobs on her boobs that like turn up the volume. She's got um, subwoofers on her ass. So sick. The whole thing is like this beautiful, like it was amazing. Our friend Marco made it. Oh, really? Okay. So we do our- Marco, Marco? Marco. Hi, Marco. We love you. So this is like probably two weeks or three weeks out from the performance. Okay. Katie's a piece of cake. We did hers. Like I've got Katie down. Like she's you like know her when you know. I know so- what she's gonna love. I know what's gonna fit her. I know what you know. Our fit. Like I wasn't at all worried about her. She was halfway through the show. I'd be done with Nikki's performance. She'd be dressed in, in the audience. We're good, and the rooms are right next to each other. So at the, wait, does that happen a lot though? I feel like when you do a styling gig, it's like you have one girl, no, no, or no, one no, person. No, no, no. You, no, no, no. I mean, Rob and Marielle, are, who I'm obsessed with, do like J Lo, Gwen Stefani. Um, you All know. in one night. Yeah. What? That's I mean, you have your team. It's not like me. It, you have assistants. You have right. people like, you know, obviously like you can't do it all alone. And of course, if a zipper breaks, someone else's zipper is going to break. Oh, you have a backup dress. <laughs> right. You like, that, have, I feel like it's just the way of the world. You always have a backup. Mm-hmm. Right. Because zippers have broken many a time. And there's no time. It's a live show. There's no so time. you were double fisting at the so AMAs. I'm double fisting at the end like this. Is that the title of this episode? <laughs> double yeah, fisting, double at fisting at the AMAs. AMAs. That's my next single, bitch. <laughs> Hello. Oh, my God. My first single. Um, <laughs> anyways, so long story short, um, Nikki approves her costume. We do our first fitting. At the fitting, she changes her mind. She's like, I don't know. I don't necessarily want. Like, I want to, like, break it up, make it two parts. And, like, 
I want to wear jeans. Like she was like herbifying it, like just wanting it to be a little bit more street. Uh-huh. And I was like, jeans, like, okay, this is a total curveball. But we adjusted, we modified, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, the whole thing is wired. It's all um, lit up. Elect- it's like there's technology inside of it. Her wig lights up. Everything about it was like we spent a fortune making this costume. And there kept being changes and changes and changes. So finally, I was like, Nikki, girl, like we have to settle on this. And it's like the show's in like three days. Right. Got it. So whatever. So literally down, I have my um, a lighting tech there. I have like three seamstresses. I have Marco there. Katie's good. It's like butterflies and like, you easy, know, easy. patchouli incense burning in the room. Like, <laughs> we're like, and they're, the doors are literally next door to each other. Okay. And they're her security guards are out here. And every time it's like, it's the first time I'm seeing them. I'm like, I'm Nikki's costume designer. Like, let me in. Like they would, they have to check and make sure. And I'm running back and forth to these rooms. So, meanwhile, the show's about to start. Her costume's not ready. God. Literally, they're wiring it. They're testing it because of all these modifications. It was very last minute. And so, finally, at this point, and I'm, like, sweating. I'm containing my fear of what's going on. They have no idea. And I'll pop in and they'll be like, oh, my God, Katie's room. And I'll go back to whatever. I'm like, let me in. Because you're a professional. Yeah, professional, honey. And so... Long story short, we have the producers of the show, the director of the show, all these executives outside of Nikki's room, like, where the fuck is her costume? Like, she needs to be at stage in five minutes. And like, is she just, like, in, in Spanx? The she's like, in the room in Spanx just waiting. Right. I think she had her wig on. but Tapping she's just her like, big toe. She's just like, you know, whatever. But I, I I, was so scared to go in and even be like, it's coming. Like, they're just like, really? You don't even want to show your face. Yeah. Right. So cut to literally they were like plan B, which everyone always has a plan B. There was someone else who was going to like do something. Marco comes running, bolting down the fucking hallway. And I'm like, thank God. So he comes. I'm like, there it is. Literally running with this costume. We open the door. We go in. She's just look. She's like, you know, she's really not having it at all. And so we're just getting her dressed. I'm like, it's going to be great. Meanwhile, there's wires. You have to gently put shit on. I'm like, she's like squeezing and pulling and things are popping and ripping and we're safety pinning things on. Oh, my God. And I'm just sweating. Like, I cannot wait for this to be over. I cannot wait for this to be over. So she puts it all on. We have like three minutes to like run to stage. Um, The wig's on. We plug it in. We She has a switch, a trigger switch on her hip because it's halfway through the song. She plugs herself in and it's like lit up. Oh, my God. She switches it on. She's like, fuck yeah, like I am. High five. Like, let's go. And I'm like, Marco's sweating. The seamstress is crying. Like, literally, (laughs) people are are breaking down and melting down. So we go to stage. The crowd's cheering. The music's blasting. Get us up there. Like, whatever. So they get her up on the lift and they are like, lifting her up, you know, to take her up there. because She starts up here as her assistant helps her get on the thing. He hits the switch off, which um, basically the costume doesn't work. The costume. Net, no. The costume so as and she has her ears in. So she hears feet like she doesn't hear me. I'm like, Nikki, Nikki, don't please. do the bit. Like, it's I'm, not going to work. No, I'm like, you have to switch it back on, like, blah, blah, blah. She doesn't hear me. So literally, I'm just oh like, my God. I'm, I would die. I'm literally like this. She's going up. The tech guy's like, we're I, so literally she goes up and I'm like, I literally like, this is the only time besides the Met one time with Katie that I cried. I would cry. I would cry. I walked to the furthest corner of the backstage in the dark and I just like broke down. I was oh like, my God. oh my God. When Nicki Minaj hates what you're, what she's wearing and it's not working. Wait, but listen, so <gasps> she does the whole bit. She does the whole gag, plugs in, nothing lights out. Her wig was supposed to light up everything. Was she looking around confused or no? She... she had no idea. Right. She did it. She was in it. She could. She couldn't tell. The, the stage is so bright. Right. You can't really see lights, anyways. So, anyways, we come back to the room because I have to change her now to put her in her ga- Oscar de la Renta gown to go sit in the audience to win her award. And I'm just like petrified. I'm like, you oh think she's God. mad? I think she's mad. <laughs> I'm like, is she gonna scream at me? What oh is she? My gonna... God. She's like, well, the costume didn't light up, and I was. Like, <gasps> I was like, I know, like I, this, I was trying to, like, I was like mumbling and blah, blah, blah. she's like, but it looked fierce anyways, like whatever. And I was like, oh my oh, God. Thank literally, God was she so, was in a good mood. Thank God she likes me. Like right. literally I felt, I feel like if she would have not liked me. What a sweetheart. I was, and I was like, I call my agent. I was like, I'm never working with her again. I can't work with her again. I'm never <laughs> like, they're like, you're doing her video for this song in two days. You're already like, I'm like, get me off it. Oh so, my God, the pressure. I know. So I'll like literally. Gigi, what would you have done? Because I would have fired this bitch like right then and there. Like, I don't you're know. Me? I mean, you know, <laughs> you know when you do something and it like, 
I don't know. Like, it just depends on, like, your vibe. Like, after you, like, give a speech or do something, like, you know, like, where everyone's looking, it's like, if she had tripped or something, I'm sure she would have taken it out on you. 100%. Right? Yeah. She just oh, had a great it, yeah. show, so yeah. it was, like, not and, a big deal And no her. one knew it was supposed to, like, she looked cool. It was all metallic. She Her hair, like, she looked cool, and no one knew, so therefore it kind of, like, slipped through the crack. I mean, right. every, everybody's going to know now. I'm kidding. Right? Everyone, wow, YouTube yeah, I can't wait to watch it on YouTube. I know, yeah. me too. Um, <laughs> Nicki Minaj at the AMAs. Yes. So literally that, after that, I was like, oof, you know, like, I just have to be more firm and be like, this is what you're doing. Confirm your look. This is like, I mean, costume design is, styling is one thing. You have a rack of clothes. Like I said, you have backups, the zipper breaks, you do alterations, you have options. But like, you're making a costume that costs that much and it's like lit up and, and it's lit up. It's, you know expensive and it's a one of a kind you need it to be perfect right right wow that's insane i love I, you nikki so much and I, mean, I love what you're doing right now that is literally so insane yeah i feel like that is like literally stylist mo yeah. being running last minute all this shit it's literally. like oh they love that. i'm yeah. surprised more stylists don't die of heart attacks because that sounds like a high pressure job literally it is we're the first there and the last to leave it's like the schlep the it's just, that's a lot. So I want to know what, like, if there are, like, upcoming costume designers, stylists wanting to make it in, like, a big city, do TV, mm-hmm. dress stars, pop stars, whatever, what advice would you give to them? Good question. Yeah, very good question, Gigi. Um, <laughs> Thanks, know, guys. You know what's really cool, which <laughs> didn't exist when I first started, mm-hmm. is social media. Mm. Everybody has a portfolio. Every- How old are you? I-, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I think maybe MySpace was the thing when I started. Same, same, so, literally same. You know, I'm 42, but I look 16. 18, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, you really do. But Honestly, like uh, having such a, a, a platform of social media, YouTube, TikTok, all these platforms are such great ways to showcase your talent. It's mm-hmm. like I had a book with photos and I'd have to send it out to clients and PR agencies and they'd be like, oh, he's good. Book him to style so-and-so for so-and-so. Like, And now it's like it's all like you, you just have like a bigger outreach also to just reach out. You know, it's like sending an email to a stylist being like, can I work with you? You know, it's like. It's just like there's no excuse at this point to like get yourself out there right. to dive into projects. I worked for free so many times just to be on set, just to be involved in a project mm-hmm. because it just gets you to where you need to go. Right. So I it's feel like, like if you're passionate and you want it, go for it. Right. It's not and an easy job. It's not at all. And I feel like honestly, like a lot of the times back in the day, I would be like, oh, my God, what would it be like to talk to my favorite star? It's literally you are a text message away. You could slide in their DMs, you know, like I go through I I sift through mine. You said that you did, too. It's like you never know who is going to read your your stuff. So put your portfolio out there and slide into your favorite person's DM that you want to work with. And who knows? They might be scrolling through your phone. I feel like some of the biggest stars are the biggest stalkers. Oh, it's staying on their Instagram. Katie has screen grabbed an Instagram sketch or illustration. Be like, reach out to this kid. This is dope. And we have. And this costume's gotten made and she wore it on tour. There you go. It's happened. There you go. Like if this is not your sign anybody watching out there i don't know what is honestly anything speaking is of possible signs, how glam is this oh my god yeah. yes my queerified <laughs> neon yes. Gigi just got a neon queerified sign that's how big it's like eight and a half feet long if you guys want to see it go to my um my instagram it's on my reels it makes the room if you ask for me. reels it does imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I want to know about your coming out story a little bit to pivot. I feel like this is a safe space. People might be listening in Michigan. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know anything about your coming out story. Did you have a coming out? I did. And you know, what's really funny. My coming out, I've had a few. So like, I'm the youngest of five and I actually have a gay older brother. So when he was 18, and he came out when he was 18 and he wanted to bring his friend Mike to prom. Friend. Friend. 
friend. And my mom was very confused. Like, why would you want to bring Mike to prom? And I just remember, like, I literally came down. I heard the yelling, my mom and my brother yelling. And I come out of the shower and I've got my hair in a towel and I'm of like curling my nails. I'm like, what's everybody <laughs> yelling about? <laughs> and my my mom's like, well, Kenny wants to bring his friend Michael to prom and I just don't understand why. And my dad's in the other room like watching TV and he goes, because he's gay, Joanne. I'm dying. And I literally was like, <laughs> do I tell them now? Like, I'm gay too. Like, like me too, ditto. I was 12. I was like, <laughs> I second that. Literally, I was like. I, Stealing his yeah, moment. Literally, I'm like, do I piggyback this? Or like, what do I do? I clearly waited many, many years later to tell my parents. Wait, uh, so how old were you at the time? So I was probably 12 or 13. Got my it. My brother was 18. And so knew. Was, yeah. Oh, I knew when I was mm. probably six or seven. Right. When my um, Uncle Ron's best friend, Phil, who's a construction worker who looked like Patrick Swayze, Hello. would come over after work and I'd be like, something's mm-hmm. that definitely Something is off. fishy, Swayze. Yeah. So <laughs> I knew at a very young age that I was gay and I went through all the um, cycles of, okay, I'll just not pay attention to this. I'll never have a partner, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Wow, and, then, yes. and, and then I got into high school and it was like, all right, I got to like start faking it. I need to have a girlfriend or something. You know, and also like sex was new and fun. And like I had a girlfriend and we had sex and it was like fun. And she was like my friend. So it helped. Mm-hmm. But then it just was like, this is I want to fuck your brother. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to fuck you anymore. You know, like, like we should do it all together. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, literally, I mean, and I'm I, I'm butch in a way. Like, I'm like, I definitely have my flamboyance, but like, and I'm not fronting. I just am mostly like I have a beard. I'm a tall like lumberjack. Like people just pursue, assume, mm-hmm. pursue. 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 Of course. And so basically, like, you know, up until I moved from Michigan to L.A., which I still live in San Francisco, which is like in a gay neighborhood. And I got cruised all the time. And my brother's gay. We lived together. Like, he kind of was like pitching, you know, like dropping hints. You could tell me. You could talk to me. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I, I moved to L.A., there was a photo of like me and Misha Barton during the OC days. Oh my God, iconic. Going to like AD or like Joseph's. And we got paparazzi and the photo in like Us Weekly was Misha's new man. And Perez Hilton was the one who outed me. What? Oh my no. God, I didn't know that. Perez Hilton was like, he's a faggot, blah, 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 blah. <gasps> so someone sent that to my mom. Oh my God. <laughs> a picture of me and Misha like cruising down Hollywood Boulevard. Oh my God. And I, I saw that and I remember some, I forget, like my friend from high school, Jill, was like, you need to call your parents. Like, you, everybody knows you're gay back home. And I was like, oh, my God. And I'm, at this point, I'm like 25. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I still wasn't. I was like, at that point, I think in L.A., I was definitely like hooking up with guys and like doing my thing. I was out in L.A., but like I still hadn't addressed it with my my parents, especially my mother, because. She was so hard on my brother. Did she gag? Did she call you? Was she like, is no, this true? I called them immediately. Like the next morning I called them and I said, hey, like, can you guys get on the phone? <laughs> like, so basically it was the same story. How do I have two gay sons? What have I done wrong? Oh. What about like oh, oh, of all, course. This she makes bu- it about herself. all this bullshit about <laughs> herself? And I was like, mom, you should be so lucky, honey. Like the fashion you have coming your way. Uh, like, exactly. Like <laughs> you, we will have kids. You will have grandkids. Like. Don't make this about you. This is a big deal for me. And it's been right. a struggle. And, and it's traumatizing. It was not my fucking choice. Yeah. Uh, this is how I was born. And that like, isn't. Like, I wonder how many people yeah. Perez outed back in the day. Oh, I'm sure. Because he was horrible. Like, Fuck you, Perez. So was was it. And my like, dad was amazing. Same exact experience. Like, that is so you. rare. That's like literally the polar opposite of yeah, what people's stories literally, are. Literally. A hundred percent. I mean, obviously now my mom has come around. There were times. When I could bring a boyfriend home to Michigan, it was John's friend. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, Grandma, this is my boyfriend. And she's like, my mom's cringing. I'm like, who fucking cares? You know, like, right. You know, like, it's like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, it, what it is. Water what it is. off a of duck's back. Whatever. Yeah. You know. Oh, my Black. God. Well, I wonder. So so was it like wrongly perceived that you were outed or was it just such a guy? Because if that happened now, anyone was outed, people would be right. pissed. Right. But I feel like back then it's like. Oh, my God, he is. I mean, yeah, like, I think there was a lot of excitement. Right. Of course. <laughs> a lot of people slipped into my MySpace account. <laughs> I was going to say DMs flooded <laughs> nowadays. You know, in the end, I kind of am, like, grateful in a way because it really just gave me the push. You know, I was, like, mm-hmm. tiptoeing around it. I was like, I don't live there. They're never going to know. I just won't deal with it. And it did Nobody's going to know. It, nobody's going to know. They're going to know. How would they know? <laughs> They're going to know. And so basically, uh, it gave me that push to talk to them and get it out of the way. And then it was just like, 
full drag queen, full hair, makeup, glam, glitz and glam. Like I was like able to be myself. And the cool part is when I lived in LA, when I first moved here, all my homies were straight, straight guys. Right. I hung out with like all these straight guys. And I, I literally had a moment where I like was like, I got them all together and I'm like, started to cry. I'm like, you guys, I'm, I'm, I'm gay. And they're like, we know <laughs> like a big surprise. Like, and I, and I just love that they never made it an issue, mm-hmm. never made fun of me. Never, ever. It was like, bro, we don't care. We fucking love you. Like you're a homie. Like it is what it is. And I just was like, really? Like, how did you know? <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? All, how yeah. did you know? High heels clicking. In Jimmy, the how did you know? <laughs> <laughs> What's your dating life now? Honey, non-existent. Right in LA. <laughs> I mean, especially so hard. like, it kind of like, look, I've had, I've had experience like long, a couple long-term, very dysfunctional, very like toxic um, that I learned so much from. At the time, I'm touring so much, so it's hard to have, like, a stable boyfriend who's, like, independent enough and who's, like, confident enough to, like, keep up. What were the biggest lessons? Just don't settle for less. Like, literally, honestly, like, you deserve a fellow king or queen. Like, literally, like... I love that. You can't... You got to get back. You know, I give, 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 and they just take, 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 take. And and it's, like, uh, you just, like, I, I just need to stand my ground. That's why, basically, like, even though I'm, I'm in L.A., and I, you know, whatever, I'm just like so picky and I, and I just like won't settle for less. Why did you think you were settling at the time? I love the idea of like having a boyfriend. I wanted a partner to share all this exciting stuff that I was experiencing. Like I'm, I'm on world tours. I'm doing the Super Bowl. I'm like doing all this cool shit. And like I'm being able to create and I'm glowing and booming and like abundance and everything was just so great. I was like, I want to share it with someone. You know, people have boyfriends and it's like, I don't. Right. And also as queer people, like, right, Gigi, like, sometimes we think we don't deserve more than what we have or we don't think we're worth exactly. that. Like, have you been there? You know what? I feel like it's it's really so my ex who you knew would say to me or said to me one time, this is when I lost full respect. And I feel like anybody that needs to hear this. Listen up, bitch. He said to me, you know, I'm we were fighting and we were extremely toxic. I feel like you need at least one of those in your life. We were fighting and he said, you know, you're really lucky to have me. Right. And I was like, oh, why? (laughs) Because like, you know, like he was like, you're really hard to deal with. And I was like, because I make YouTube videos. And I like, what? Like what? He goes, no, because you're trans. And I was like, oh, didn't see that coming. He goes, a lot of people won't be with you because you're trans. You know that. Right. And I was like, yes, I know that. And it really did affect me. Like, I will remember where we were. I wrote about it in my book. It was one of those things where I was like. This is a life changing moment for me. Yeah. And I feel like once Oof. once I le- lose respect for someone, it's really hard to get it back. And yeah. especially if they're like, I'm with them, you know, yeah. it's just a whole thing. So meanwhile, how many people want to be with the trans? Right. Like, it's like, right. So it's like, oh, yeah, you have that shame. OK, now you're finally letting me know and you're going to bring up something so fucking stupid. Yeah. So I feel like the you know, cis straight people for the longest time had the entire world as their dating pool. Right. But yeah. we, me as a trans person, us as queer people, our pool is so filtered down to people that will praise us, that it's will treat tiny. us like kings and queens and whatever. I used to think about that as a negative. Like I used to be like, this fucking sucks. Like I can't go out and like flirt like my friends do without being like, I'm not trans, like p- like dumbing myself down. Right. And I feel like once you accept like, oh, like if that person is showing me that they won't be with me, that's not like it's fine it's not anything to do with you it's nothing them. to do with you they, right they don't deserve you and it's a blessing like us being queer people it's like it, it just narrows it down so much more and it's like then you actually get to know the real person because once all that bullshit is out of the way it really does just you know you can actually connect with them more that's true and also if you're out there if you're out there looking for love i would literally say just stop focus on something else because love comes to you when you're not looking for it Cheers to that. That is so absolutely. True. People always ask me that, like, how, like, if I'm looking for somebody, how do I find them? And it's like, don't, don't look, mm-hmm. don't look. It will happen. It's not up to you, right? Or just go on like tons of blind dates and Bumble. Like, I feel like exactly. my sister, like, is just the <laughs> most anti Bumbler ever. I'm like, go on a fucking dating app and swipe. It's fun. Yeah. Like, hello. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to tell my, I don't want to tell my story over and over again. I'm like, well, what, you're going to have to. One thing I do <laughs> think is cool when you're saying like our pool is small, like in a way, like I definitely agree. Like it's, 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 but more so now than ever, what I'm noticing and like also this new generation that's coming about, like 
almost like sexuality and like gender. It's like it's any like it's it's, it's like non-existent in a way of like you see so many diverse couples together now, and I think that excites me the most. It's like I have my cousin. I have a cousin who uh, from Michigan who came out when he was like fifteen, and I'm like, God, if I only had that courage. Mm-hmm. And he's like living in New York, and he's just whatever he wants to be, like he's gay and then he's pan and then he's whatever. And like people get annoyed, but it's like, you don't have to really choose, Mm -hmm. which I think is cool. And it's annoying that people get annoyed and it's like all these pronouns and how do you keep track? It's like, just fucking like keep like keep track like what just like yeah or just like just live just in it. live in it you don't know it you don't know it right now like you'll get it what i love is when i see just people together and they're just genuinely in love and happy mm-hmm. and they see each other and they really see each other for who they are it's and they're and they look completely different and they look like they would never talk to each other and they're just like in love mm-hmm. that literally is like such an it like makes my heart so Yeah, I remember like we had gone through the pandemic of not seeing each other a while and you came over. We had like a pool day, pool party, whatever. And you were talking to someone, I forget who, and you were crying. And I was like, what is wrong? And you were like, it is just so beautiful to see Nats so happy in his new gender and like not new gender, his realized gender, like his soul is like. Yeah, and yeah. you were like really touched by it. And uh, I feel I'm like, like such a sensitive sap. Like right. I cry at, the, at anything because mm-hmm. authenticity. It like you know how it feels. People know how it feels. So when you see it, it's like wow. Like especially rare, unique couples. Like yeah. I'm such a sucker for that too. And it's just is it's beautiful. Like love is beautiful. It is, especially when you think of the fight. Like what we have, like in the society that we live in, how hard it is to just be yourself. Mm-hmm. Like how hard it is to love yourself and and love Absolutely. yourself. Like that needs to be a class in school or like whatever. Like teach self love. It self-care. really does, honestly. But like just being accepting yourself is like the most powerful thing because then it's like fuck you. You don't like me? Go goodbye. But like also, it's so easy to cancel people. It's so easy to this and that. It's like just being accepted. And also, I feel like Legendary is a great community of like everyone's accepted and like the LGBTQ community, everyone's accepted. We're also diverse. And I just like love being a part of it. See, like, we talk about it from a queer standpoint, but I always think this straight people go through kind of the same totally, things, totally, loving themselves, 100%. loving how they look, like finding humans, who they are. We're they human. That. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody goes through these struggles. Mm-hmm. And like, I think once people see that we're all the same, it's like, well, it's come back. Right. So I thought before we head into queries, which is our hotline, people cool. give us voicemails. Will you stick around for those, by the way? Please. Okay, cool. I thought that we could do a reading. So Johnny yeah. to the side has these cards. You want to explain them? Yeah. So I didn't. Yes, please explain. As you know, I'm very spiritual yep. and I just loved, you know, spirituality. And so I brought for fun um, these little oracle card so this one is you know we're, we're okay. heading into fall we're heading into halloween so okay 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 the halloween um oracle card so what are these meant for like an oracle card basically it's like kind of just giving you a message and like setting a tone like something like, you need to hear something you need we're asking our ancestors to give us messages yeah we're asking our spirit guides and an- like a- alien ancient alien spirit guides and angels okay to let's just do it. Gu- guide us in the message that we need to hear who wants to go first how about you go first? Okay. Okay, so I'm going to shuffle them oh, for no. you, and then you're going to, like, hold them and put, like, some energy into it. Okay. Okay, think about your ancestors. Think about your energy. Think about manifest good thoughts. Think about what you want in Is life. Is this all what I need to be doing? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Here, wait. Mark, will you narrate while I get into it? Because I'm going to put my mic down. Okay, so Gigi is now thinking about her thoughts. She's praying. Gigi is a spiritual person who does pray. Um, her religion is Catholicism. And Johnny right now. It sounds like you're on a pageant. I love this. You're like, and her favorite color is pastel pink. And her favorite person is Nats. Okay, Okay, so I basically shuffled them up. Now you're going to hold them in your hand, your non-dominant hand. And you're going to knock on them and give them your juice. No, no, other like face down. Oh, face down. Oh, sorry. Yeah, face down. Like give them your love and your juice and your energy. Okay. And then knock on them. Okay, give it, give him back, and now you're gonna pick one. Okay. Oh just, my God, this is a big deal. I know deal. it's gonna just, you know, it's like gonna. Re- it's, uh, yeah, I mean, you went right there. Okay, okay, okay. So whatever you're, let it pick you. Let it pick you. Oh, is this bad or good? Okay. What is it? It says skull of darkness, blind spots. <laughs> cool. All right, sh- show everybody. 
Oh my god, skull of darkness. Blind spots. I mean, look, it's Halloween. Right. Yeah, it's right. meant to be spooky. Is there a number? Uh in it? No. There's nothing. It's a skull, skull. with a candle okay, on a top skull. of it. Burning. Skull. Skull of Darkness. Okay. Okay. Here we go. You may not wish to delve there the shadows, the darkness, the unknown. Yet, when you search, we reveal and our power, it has grown. So, there's a little paragraph that I'll read really quick. Okay. Do you have, that's okay? Of yeah. course. Okay. The beautiful and my- mysterious Skull of Darkness encourages us to look to the part of ourselves that normally remains hidden or as unseen as possible. We may not appreciate or like certain aspects of ourselves, and yet sometimes our greatest treasures lie within these areas. Oh. Okay. Wow. See, now we're getting in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many times have you heard of famous artists or people extremely successful in their fields being bullied for being so different? Hello. Literally, we were just talking Hello. about this. Mm-hmm. Like, do we have this discussion mm-hmm. just now or what? <laughs> Yet, it is their very differences from others that make them so powerful. Additionally, Gigi, okay. all of us at some stage in life have certain blind spots that may cause us grief and trouble. Although we cannot see the issue clearly, it is a repeated pattern of pain that may alert us to them. Symptoms, if you will. For example, the same things keep happening over and over again. We may be betrayed repeatedly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I can yes. relate. Fail mm-hmm. at something repeatedly. I can't relate. Imagine. You never fail. <laughs> Not complete tasks continually. Okay. Is sometimes like cleaning. No, you're a finisher. Cleaning the house. Sometimes. Peace and pattern breaking can be achieved by doing the work and uncovering our blind spots or even consulting trusted close friends or professionals to assist us to see what we cannot. I love that. Wow. I think I did need to hear that. I feel like a lot of the time I can be surface level and not dive deep. I can disassociate. I can really put things to the side. Right. Yep. Maybe I need a little spiritual moment tonight. Do you sometimes yeah. feel like being you and being so like in the light and being so like, you know, camera, mm-hmm. like you put on a front or play a character? Definitely. I feel like a lot of the time I can just snap into it. And before I know it, I'm in it. I'm in it but because i've been She's doing it so gorgeous. long right, right. exactly like right. i definitely can turn on right even if i'm so tired hungover jet lagged whatever oh, i've seen it honey yeah i feel like we all can to a certain degree yeah, yeah. oh honey, we have to mm-hmm. i mean this is our business <laughs> right our business. the blinders you have the blinders so do i but like we're those people who just we're thinking positive thoughts, yeah. nothing else matters, and we're going to do what's in front it's of us It's definitely right now. a mind so over matter. Definitely. I've, that's literally like my survival mechanism, I feel. Mind same, over matter. Same. Yes. It is. Do you love this? Yeah, I literally love Okay, who's next? Mark, you go next. Okay. Well, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to um, shuffle like this. This is a virtual mm-hmm. oracle And then you're going to just say stop. Okay, I'm going to wait till my ancestors tell me to stop. So start shuffling. Stop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here we go. Do you want to flip it over the top one? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yours is trick or treat, mischief and play. Jesus fucking Christ. What is this? It's two <laughs> kids. One is a ghost. One is a goblin and they are in front of a haunted mansion and they have pumpkins in their hand. It's really scary. It's like trick the, it's, or fucking it's basically treat. you and Gigi literally out trick or treating. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. So we both got like main cards. Yeah. This is petrifying, I will say. Also, keep in mind, these are Halloween cards. Right. So they're meant to <laughs> oh, be. Oh, God, I got it. Oh, really? <laughs> these are like, oh, no. <laughs> I mean, honestly, these are Halloween themed given fall is approaching. <laughs> okay, got Do you it. You want to read it? it? Sure. Okay, cool. Okay, so Mark, trick or treat, mischief and play. Stalking and stomping, eyes shining and begging baskets, faces and bodies that are no longer ours, laughing, skeletons and candy caskets. So trick or treating is such a fun thing to do, is it not, Mark? Yet, why do we trick or treat? Ancient peoples understood that they that there were both mis- mischievous and perhaps nasty spirits wandering around at nightfall at Halloween, as well as happier, more benevolent spirits. They thought that if they dressed as spirits themselves or other frightening creatures, then they would not be recognized as human and attacked. The idea of causing a little chaos as one of these spirits was part of the imitation and the enjoyment, Mark. 
<laughs> of the night. The practice is medieval Britain, but aptly called souling. Today, trick-or-treating is a huge event. We spend much time, money, and effort dressing up as our scariest creatures, and this is even extended to dressing up as our favorite celebrities and other pop culture idols. Instead of traditional candy apples and barmbrack? Right. Barmbrack? What is that? Some Halloween thing. Okay, barmbrack. We give out a <laughs> mind-boggling variety of candy. I believe that the modern trick-or-treating also unities communities by introducing our families and friends to those around us in a non-threatening and joyful way. Many of us do not know our neighbors, even those who live next door. And Halloween gives us an excuse not to be so reserved and extend our boundaries. Wow. Yeah. Did you need to hear her? I feel that. I mean, it kind of reflected about what's happened. Like, I'll just tell a little story. I've had a lot of anxiety for a long time, but we did fashion week and I had zero because we were together anxiety. but I've, we've been together too and i've had anxiety okay <laughs> but wait what well, the last part was saying like get to know everybody like get out there and i felt like i've i've been really getting out there and so it's saying good job it and it's been fierce exactly it's cool too because it's like it's it's kind of reflecting on like when in halloween when you go trick-or-treating you're wearing a costume and you're kind of hiding so like yeah it's like you're saying you're putting yourself out there and you're like letting go of the anxiety and that's really cool. And it was fashion week. Costumes. Honey, dressing. Love that. Wow. Oh, my God. And costume wow. designer on the podcast today. What is going on? What? <laughs> okay, Johnny, it's your I love turn. It. Okay, my turn. So I'm going to knock on it. And I'm going to. Do you want me to fan it? that. Fan me. I wonder what card is going to pick Honestly, you. Honestly, it's going to. You manifested really quickly. Me? Like all your energy into oh, the cards. Honey, I You've literally been. just had a regression reading last night. I have like <laughs> sleep with my crystals. Mm-hmm. I'm like ju- full I'm moon. full juice on that harvest moon. And this one just really screaming out to me. Ooh, skull of flowers. See, that's pretty. That's a cute one. Well, that's a cute makes one. Makes sense, honey. Skull of flowers creating through the ashes. Wow. Very good. Okay. That's a big statement. Creating through the ashes. Skull of flowers. Okay. Do you want to read mine or should I read mine? You read yours. Yeah. Skull of flowers. I feel like I'm in school with the reading. Uh, I would always be like, don't make me. Obviously on your book tour, you got really good at reading and like doing all that. Yeah, I had to. I love that. You're like. (laughs) You got really good at reading. I I learned to read what I wrote. (laughs) Yeah, book, honey. She'll read an outfit. She'll read a person. But reading a book, honey. Uh, uh, Reading is Illiterate. (laughs) Okay. Skull of flowers creating through the ashes. So immediately I already resonate through the ashes of like what I've been through to Mm -hmm. create where I am right now. To blossom, to bloom. The work must be done through fire and ashes, our fortune, it comes. I mean, literally, that's the tea. It's been a struggle. You know, it's hard work. Hello. Before flowers are born, there are sweet buds on a plant that come from a smaller form like a seed or a bulb. The seed needs prepared, nourishing soil to grow to its potential. Some plants and trees only seed after fire. Or a period mm-hmm. of extremely adver- adversity like drought or flood. Mm-hmm. This is also a history lesson, by the way. I mean, this is tea, though. Sometimes we wish for a life different from the one we have. Ha- we have and that can mean radical change. Hello. This is crazy. This mm-hmm. is very on point. Sometimes to have the new life, everything falls apart to make it so. Wow. <laughs> and then, and that can be uncomfortable. It, it re- can. It really can. We may lose our, our relationships or they may change. We might lose a job, have to move house, or become ill. All Ew, the, not ill. Not ill, but honey, you know, ill doesn't necessarily mean sick. De- it oh, yeah. Depressed. It could mean that. It could like all mm. these different things. All big events that lead to a reassessment of the how of our lives. The skull of flowers illustrates that there is a sureness and yet a rawness to creating again. God, this is good. To starting afresh. Sometimes the universe gives us a blank slate to work from so we can build what we really want rather than just settling for less. The Skull of Flowers celebrates not just a kind of phoenix energy, but an energy of success and full bloom through adversity. I mean, if that isn't the tea, honestly, like, my that was a good <laughs> one. It's crazy because, like, I have been through a journey. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I 
have been through it and that's just really cool and it's like like i was saying it's like you got to just like stay in the space and like really surround yourself with people who water your seed water nourish your seed water your seed Mm -hmm. so that your flame can burn and your flower can blossom that was amazing how fun right it was everything yeah thank you so much for reading our cards and being on queerified with us will you stay and answer some fan queries with us i would be delighted Okay, amazing. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We are here still with Johnny Wujic. We are going to answer some of your queries. If you don't know already, call our hotline. There is a little voice message and then you leave your query or your thought. Absolutely nothing is off limits. And you can reach us at 1-844-QUERIES. That's Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. So cute. Okay, our first query. Hi, Gigi. Hi, Mark. This is Brainy from Milwaukee. I was just calling to ask Gigi and Mark even, just like, how do you guys be your most authentic selves? Like, I know you guys say that you just live your life. You don't care what anyone else thinks. But with Gigi, like, how did you get through the pain of surgery as like a trans woman myself and a woman of trans experience nonetheless like my biggest fear is pain like pain in relationships pain in surgery like just the pain of transitioning is so scary but it's also so exciting but how did you overcome that obstacle thank you so much you guys inspire me so much i have a podcast myself and you guys inspire me so so much Thank you. Have a great day, you guys. Oh, my God. Brandy. Brandy. So cool. Oh, my God. I love this. I am dying. Okay. First of all, I myself, Brandy, Miss Brandy, I have the highest pain tolerance when I put myself through it. Like, with if I sign up for something, whether it be surgery, I mean, not necessarily in relationships. I'm a big baby. But when it comes to surgery, if I sign up, if I pay, if I make the appointment, if it doesn't hurt, it's not working. That's my, that's that's <laughs> my theory. That. It's very sick and twisted. Yeah, Mark twisted. knows this. Like, I'm just like a beast when it comes to something that I want done. But I feel like, honestly, the way you get through things like that, because even if, you know, on my strongest day, something could happen and insecurity strikes, confidence is through the floor. It literally is about who you have around you and mind over matter. You know, like you got to just tackle it head on, whatever it is. You cannot be a victim. You cannot be, you know, you can't just be like, oh, my God, why me? This sucks. This is horrible. You got to be just mind over matter. And that's my honest advice. And the end game, you know, knowing knowing the end, you know, it's like the outcome. Totally. Brandy brings up a good point. Like, how do you get to love yourself so much? And she's scared of the pain you can't really get to your most authentic self without going through that pain. I think that, you know, me and Gigi can push through because, I mean, I'm not going to speak for Gigi, but we've been through a lot of pain in our lives and everything else is put into perspective. So when I see a comment, it's not as bad as what I went through in the past. Or, you know, when Gigi, is is that true for you, Gigi? Would you say? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like just count your blessings because... You will get over it. Like Johnny said, end game. I feel like that is so important, especially with surgeries, you know, and also just know that you're in good hands. Know that you did your research. Know that this is what you actually want, you know, like that will make it a lot less easy. And also just stay on your pain pill regime because those are given to you for a reason, you know, like you're going to be fine. Trans girls are some of the strongest people in the world and I am not worried. And good luck. Good luck, Brandy. Johnny, did you have anything to say? I have a low tolerance for pain. Uh-huh, <laughs> I mean, same, I'm covered same. in tattoos, but, you know, pain comes in all forms. Like, look, I've I've never had a major surgery, you know, so I don't necessarily know that. But, like, my father passing was a, a brutal pain. And, like, I Absolutely. still deal with that. And, like, pain comes in all different shapes and sizes and formats and, like, ways. But also, like we were saying... It just makes you so much stronger in the end. Like you have to go through the trenches. You have to go through the dark to be in the light. And like, that's just all part of it. So, you know, focus on the end game, like you were saying, and just you're strong. I mean, that's oh, I so love that. Powerful. I love that. Ditto. You can never really experience true happiness if you haven't experienced true sadness or pain. Amen. That goes for anything. Exactly. It's highs and lows, baby. Absolutely. Highs and lows. Peaks and valleys. Uh, that was good. Love Brandy, you, Brandy. Call us back. And let us know what your podcast's name is. Yeah, keep us posted on your journey. Mm -hmm. 
Our second query. Hi, I'm Zachary. I'm actually from Illinois. And something I need to discuss is how my ex was really talking to my best friend and was like talking to them more than me. Like they wouldn't, they're more than me. Like, what the heck? Like, oh, bitch. No, ma'am. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Zachary. Oh, that. my God. We love the Hell no. <laughs> no, ma'am. Hell no, ma'am. No. That is such a real thing. I will say my sister and my husband are so close. And sometimes, like, we were at this pool party one time. Very, very, very quick story. We were at this pool party. They were outside smoking. And I was in my feelings. And I walked out. And I was teary-eyed. And I was like, I want you to pay attention to me. <laughs> it was like a, so stupid so ridiculous like it you it's easy to get in your feelings like that yeah. i mean zachary you weren't talking like sexually right just like conversing is he gonna answer no but like is that Can what anybody talk? else heard it seems like they're intimidated by the conversations yeah. that they're having in the relationship and i think what you just said is good you spoke your truth yeah you, i need you to give me attention or you guys being so close makes me feel this way and we need to come to boundary like we need to set boundaries we need to just address it and and conversation always makes everything easier and like just speaking your intentions into reality is like the tea right so and if also if it does bother you have a conversation with both of them mm-hmm. and be like hey guys look i'm a little intimidated by this relationship I know it's probably nothing, but like, I just want you to know this is how I feel and like, just be aware of it. And it'll probably make you feel better just saying it. Right. And also know, know your label. Like that's your boyfriend. That's your friend. You know what I mean? Like you are in a relationship for a reason and think about it this way. Thank God your person doesn't hate your best friend. Yeah. That would fucking suck. Yeah. Good thing they get good along. Good thing they get along. Like, you should be so lucky. I think Zachary said ex-boyfriend. Oh. Oh, my God. Look at that. Wow, that's a whole different story, Zach. We just, we just no answered way. the question we wanted <laughs> to Now hear. it's a whole different Mark, story. Mark, you didn't really think to stop us before? Literally. He lets us like, no, for I'm five not. minutes. I think our answer still rings true. Like, even regardless if it's uh-huh, an ex-boyfriend or a current boyfriend, if there's any form of relationship between the three of you that you still have, it's about communication. And look, Absolutely. like, and it's like, look, you, it's your ex-boyfriend. He's kind of like on the market again, and you can't really be mad. It is kind of freaky that it's your friend, but like, it's a conversation. So just like, get it out of the way and like, speak. Exactly. Once someone shows you their true colors, you got to believe them. Exactly. Once they show you who they are. So if if your friend, you have the convo and your friend doesn't change, it's like, well, you got to accept it or move on. You got to move on because you can't change someone. Absolutely. Sorry, Zachary. That was a long round way to answer your question. But thank you for calling in with your query. Thanks, Zach. Our last query. Are we ready? Yes. Hi, Nini and Gigi. This is Brianne from the Tampa Bay area in Florida. Um, First, I just want to say thank you so much for what you're doing. The past year and a half has been pretty negative as far as what's going on in the world, and it's hard not to get caught up in that. So you putting this positive, safe space out into the world is just so important, and I appreciate it so much. My question, I am a cis woman, but I am absolutely dedicated to making every space around me safe, for anyone who is not, so my transgender friends, my gay friends, my non-binary, everyone. Um, and I just want to know if there are things that maybe allies do that is not advised, um, like we try to do well-meaning that maybe ends up not helping, or if there's things that we can do more. Basically, the question is, what makes a good ally and how can we do better to help you take up space in the world? Thank you, guys. I love you so much. Um, Keep doing what you're doing. It's so important. Bye. Brienne, that was such a good question. The question was, what can you do or not do as as an ally? to the LGBTQIA plus community. Johnny, do you want to go first? First of all, that message is so amazing. Like you guys are doing such a cool thing here. Like it's so cool what you're doing. Like you're really just touching lives and it's so cool to hear that message. I think in any case, like we're all individuals with our own boundaries. So it's like you have to ask the people who are around you 
what are you comfortable with? We, you know, that's my personal take. Like, I'm a pretty easygoing guy. And nothing offends me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, Same. I don't get my feelings hurt. I can like brush stuff off. But there's some people who are complete opposite. So it's case sensitive. I would, I would say, you know, and I think it's so incredible that you're even asking the question of how to make the safe spacer for the people in your life and around you. But you have to ask the people who are around you. I think. Yeah. Because I would say, like, honey, be yourself, do whatever you want. You can can't offend me, but that's just me. Yeah, I 100% agree. I feel like this is a great question for you to be asking or even worried about asking. Like, it's beautiful. I would say for your trans friends, for your gay friends, whatever they tell you, go with it. Like, if, if, if they're trans and they're like, hey, you know, like, I'm really nervous about going to this place because I might get misgendered or, you know, this is my new name. You're going to be the one to drive it home because I knew I know I know when I when I first transitioned, I was like praying people if they dead named me or misgendered me that people around like because it's so awkward to be like, oh, no, I'm actually a girl. <laughs> Thought, I knew you thought I was a guy, but I'm actually a girl. So awkward. It's so nice to have like warriors around you that are like, oh, that's actually my girlfriend or like, oh, it's actually Gigi. You know, like you definitely need to be that like vocal warrior for people. It helps a lot. And especially, you know, people within the community who aren't your friends, you know, people just that you see like stick up for them because it does mean a lot. That's so amazing. That's a great answer. That was a really good answer. Um, really good. I, my oh my answer God, we should be... do a podcast. <laughs> really good. You should start a podcast. <laughs> I think just treat gay people, trans people, exactly how you would treat other people. I think being normal around people and not being, you know, that crazy ally who's like, oh my God, I love gay people. Like, that's something you shouldn't do. Just treat people normally. That's all I have to say. Mm-hmm. And that's it for our queries. Johnny, thank you so much for coming on to Queerified. Thank you so much for Honestly, this was like such a cool experience. And 20 houses down, this has been going on the whole time. I'm glad I could finally make it. <laughs> I love you both. And honestly, like, it's so cool what you're doing. So oh, keep thanks, it up. John. That thank was you. really, I feel like we need to do an, uh, is it called Oracle card? Yeah, Oracle card reading. I'll get you guys like a set to keep here. That would be so everything. So you have people on, you just have one that just like kind of. It's cool. Yes, I literally love it. Maybe a new segment. Uh, I just come in as like Gypsy Johnny. Uh Every single week, you're like, I'm busy. (laughs) Honestly, I'm booked. (laughs) You can't afford me. Let people know where they can find you. Um, Johnny lives on Instagram. You know, I, I 20 houses down the street, you can find me. But Instagram, J Wujek, W-U-J-E-K on Instagram. Message me. Say what up. Or on TV, Legendary or HBO season, Max. Legendary HBO Season 3, baby. Or something else coming your way if you stay tuned. Hell yes. So Only amazing. Fans? Lonely fans, honey. Oh my God. People <laughs> would love an OnlyFans from you, I bet. Honestly, I'd be rich. I've gotten many texts that are OnlyFans worthy <laughs> from Johnny. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next week. Love you. You can follow us on Instagram at Gigi Gorgeous and at Mark Maverick. Queerified is a presentation of Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. Please listen, rate, it helps us so much, review and follow all episodes. Available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Mwah. 